Father, King of glory, a God who hates violence and a God of justice, my heavenly Savior, we want to bless you for today. Lord, we want to bless you because you're teaching us to learn how to walk with you. And here in your word, Father, in Amos chapter 1, verse 13, to the end of the chapter, we learn that you are judging uh, these people, the Ammonites, because of the violence that they committed on Gilead, and Lord, because of raping a pregnant women and aborting the children that were in there. Father, we repent on behalf of people that have done the same in our generation, and we pray that you wipe away that condemnation of the blood that has been spilled of the innocent children that have been killed, O King of glory. And I pray that you'll uphold us and teach us to do the right thing in our generation. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and believed. Amen. 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 A beautiful and wonderful day, friend, from wherever you're picking this uh, message. My name is uh, David Kagwa, your dear friend and servant of um, uh, the Gospel of Christ to the Church of Christ Without Borders. Um, we are doing our studies in the book of Amos, and today we are still um, flowing under that big section that says the judgment of the nations, which is between Amos 1, 3 to Amos 2, 16. That is what we are doing right now. And today we are going to look at a theme that is entitled God is judgment on Amon for abortion and killing um, for a killing of pregnant women or for violence and killing of pregnant women and abortion, whichever order you want to adopt whichever order you want to adopt. There is a debate in the world now which I think should not even be a debate, um, which I am sure shouldn't be a debate if you are one that reads the Bible and understands it, uh, whether people should abort or not. And there are great nations, so to say, putting greatness in inverted commas, that claim that it is okay for you to abort. And they simply call a baby a fetus in there. They don't want to call them people. They don't want to call them babies. They call them fetuses. And then they, they want to tell you it is okay that this baby doesn't have a right. So should we go right ahead and abort them as well because they are convincing you it doesn't have a problem? But when you study the book of Amos, friends, you understand that without question, these are wicked people that are doing this. They claim to be modern, but they are completely wicked. And friends, I'm afraid to tell you that it is also here in this land. And therefore, let us uh, look at uh, this that the Bible has to say to us today. Our theme once again is entitled, God is judgment on Amon for violence or killing pregnant women and abortion. And that is how I've put it. Oftentimes you see this going on in papers but we are going to understand this better. Let me read the passage. Amos chapter 1, verse 13 to 15. It says, Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of uh, the sons of Amon, and for four, I will not revoke his punishment, because they reaped open the pregnant women of Gilead in order to enlarge their borders. Imagine, just get the reason there. So I will kindle a fire on the wall of Rabbah, and it will consume our citadels, amid war cries on the day of battle and a storm on the day of tempest their king will go into exile he and his princess will together will and his presence together says the lord almighty so like we've been doing these studies are still um, the pattern forms through the lord comes and he declares his right to judge these people he swears by his um, redeeming covenant name, and he says, that says the Lord, as far as um, non-Israelite nations are concerned, he comes as Jehovah. In other words, God has a right to judge Ammon as well. Why? 
He created them and is their God. Whether they want to believe it or not, even when they have their own gods, he tells them, because remember we say that a time is going to come when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So basically that is what starts. And God says for three transgressions and for four, meaning he's judging them for an innumerable number of offenses, meaning they had committed committed so many offenses, but when they go to the point of reaping the pregnant women of Gilead, then God came out and he judged them. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8, uh, God goes ahead to reveal unto us that when he takes time without judging, friend, we should not take it for granted. Uh, the word of the Lord teaches and says that um, um, the Lord is not slow uh, to, to, to act or to judge just like others want to believe, but he actually uh, gets uh, patient so that people can repent and come back to him. You see that? So that is the point over there to begin with. But God judges Ammon. Um, he judges Ammon for killing pregnant women and therefore for committing abortion. I want you to realize that. Let us look at um, verse 13. It says, Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of, of the sons of Ammon, and for four, I will not revoke its punishment, because they ripped open the pregnant women of Gilead. You see that? He's basically judging these people for ripping pregnant women open, for killing them. And the reason is that a very selfish intention. Why? Because they simply wanted to expand their borders. And we're going to be looking at these friends when we go deeper. But it will be helpful for us to understand who the Ammonites were. When you go to Genesis chapter, uh, must be 19, around verse 35, you're going to realize that the Ammonites were a result of the intermarriage between <laughs> not intermarriage, but the incest between Noah and his daughters, two daughters. When you go there, you're going to realize that, you see, uh, when the uh, Noah, had, uh, sorry, between Lot, excuse my language here, I'm thinking of Noah this morning, between Lot and um, his daughters, when they escaped death, when the Lord permitted them not to die in Sodom and Gomorrah, they moved into this land, and uh, as a result, these girls, because of the perversion of the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, went into fear and they said, you know what? All men are dead, which wasn't true. There were men around them. All men are dead. So let us make our father drunk. And as a result of that, you'll sleep with him. And uh, when you sleep with him, I also sleep with him thereafter, saying that we shall keep giving our father a name that they shall be a continuity. Now, this is wickedness. I want to suppose from their long stay in uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, who tells them that there were no other men? And who tells them God needed help to uh, um, keep these people uh, going on? Yeah. Now listen to this uh, briefly here. Uh, the Bible says uh, in verse 35, uh, I don't want to read the whole thing. Uh, I listen to this. Um, verse 31 of Genesis 19, the Bible says, Then the firstborn said to the young, to the younger, our father is old and there is not a man on earth, which was a lie, eh? which was a lie, to come into us after the manner of the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and let us lie with him, that we may preserve our family through our father, which is also not right because God could have found a way of doing it. So they made their father drink wine that night and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. Um, he did not know when uh, she lay down or when she arose. On the following day, the firstborn said the younger, Behold, 
I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then uh, you go in and lie with him uh, that we may preserve our family through our father. Uh, so they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both, both the daughters of Lot, you hear that? were with child by their father the firstborn boy son and called his name moab he is the father of the moabites to this day as for the younger she also bore a son and called his name ben ami he is the father of the sons of amon to this day you hear that so in one way or the other the ammonites were actually related to the israelites they were related to the israelites but now here what we see is that for the selfish reason of wanting to expand their territory, they came into Gilead and they attacked Gilead to the point of reaping pregnant women open. Now listen to what an evil that was. They killed the mothers and killed the women at the same time. Uh, uh, sorry, and killed the children at the same time, which will bring us to talk about abortion at some point, my dear friend. Now, when you study scripture, you get to see that there are insinuations to this kind of act. When you go to uh, Judges chapter 10, you get to see that these people could come in and crush these people and crush the Israelites. Um, Gilead was very susceptible to this kind of attacks uh, because it lay on the border up there and quite a number of nations were assaulting it. But let us look at uh, the Judges chapter 10. And verse um, verse um, seven uh, to verse nine. I think we can take it from verse six, my dear friend. Uh, Judges chapter ten, and let us take it from verse uh, six, so we can get the context here. This is what it says. Judges ten six says, "Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, served the Baals and the Ashtaroth, the gods of Aram and the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, and the gods of the sons of Ammon." You hear that, including their gods, and the gods of the Philistines. Thus they forsook the Lord and did not serve Him. Listen to verse seven: the anger of the Lord burnt against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the sons of Ammon. There it is. They afflicted and crushed the sons of Israel. That year, for 18 years, they afflicted all the sons of Israel who were beyond uh, the Jordan in Gilead, in the land of the Amorites. You hear that? So kind of they were taking over those places. So they crushed them, and this must have included the reaping open or pregnant women in that place now friends god hates violence but he also hates the violence that gets to a point of killing these children in there like we are going to be seeing but when you go to the book of Hosea, you get to realize just like we saw in uh, um that's like we saw in uh, judges that the gileadites or the gileadites in one way or the other, opened up a spiritual door. They opened up a, a, a door in the spiritual realm. When you look at it, it was because they were committing evil. And friends, we need to be careful with this kind of thing. God doesn't just permit enemies to come and hit us if we are walking well. 
Yes, they will try to hit us. I know even when you're standing well, but ideally we are seeing the specific reason here that these people were getting attacked was the fact that they were walking the wrong way and opened up inroads for the enemy to come and attack them. Let us look at Hosea chapter 6 and verse 8, and you're going to see what God says about Gilead. He, said, he says Gilead is a city of wrongdoers, tracked with bloody footprints. And when you look at how he summarizes it in Hosea 13, 16, he says Samaria will be held guilty for she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Yeah, their little ones will be dashed in pieces and their pregnant women will be ripped open. And it was a common practice. In 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 16, we see a king called Menham that goes to a place and hits all the people there and opens up the pregnant women in there. Friends, our focus here, here is on the violence and the abortion that was done. God hates violence. If I go on finding scriptures that show you that God hates violence, we shall lose count and we shall lose time here. But just know that he really, really hates violence. And secondly, we can see that God also hates abortion here. Friends, like I told you in the beginning of this message, there are many people that are committing abortion in our generation. And countries in the West are already doing this and it is legalized. Someone simply walks into an abortion clinic. There are even clinics that are specific. Um, you know, they specialize in abortion and they think that is okay. Now, I want to tell you, legalizing something evil doesn't make it right. Not at all. Before God, something has gotten to be good and too right for it to pass the standard of God. I can give you an example. David wanted to construct a house for the Lord, a house of worship or the temple of the Lord. And what did the Lord tell him? He said, you won't do it. Why? Because you've been fighting so many, so many battles and your hands are full of blood. It is your son that will do it. So friends, something has gotten to be both right and good to pass the standard of the Lord. You know, was it wrong for David to construct the temple? It wasn't. But simply because God said, no, it makes it wrong. As simple as that. Had David gone on to do it, there would have been trouble. There's a time that David uh, led or instigated a census in, Egypt, in, in Israel. And because of that, 70,000 people died because of a plague that the Lord released upon them. Because it was a, presum a, a presumptuous uh, thing and it was a self-exaltation thing instead of counting on the Lord. Now listen to me. You cannot commit abortion and think you're in the good books of the Lord. No way. There is blood that will be spilled upon the heads of nations of that nature. But the sad thing is that these kind of things are already here in Uganda. There are people that are doing it. There are medics that are doing it. Friends, you're going to move this audio. If you are a medic and you're doing abortion, the Lord will judge you if you do not repent. You're killing a life. They claim that these are fetuses, or that if that is what you call them in Fruro. They say it is a fetus. It is not a child. What? Do you want to convince us that they are mere fetuses and they're not children? Friends, I want to show you a scripture in Genesis chapter 25 from verse 21 that actually doesn't call these fetuses, uh, you know, but calls them children. And God has already a preordained and a predestined future about these children, even when they are not born friends. Let us look at um, Genesis chapter 25, about the birth of Jacob and Esau. Let me take it from verse 21. This is what the word of the Lord teaches in Genesis 25, uh, 21. Listen to what he says. 
Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. And the Lord answered him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But um, the children struggled together with her. And she said, If it is so, why then am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples will be separated from your body. You hear that? And one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Now uh, the first came forth red, which means Edom, and all over like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came forth, his hand holding onto Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. And all of us know that Israel in Genesis 32 comes out of Jacob. And Isaac was 60 years old when uh, she gave birth to them. I will skip to verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, Please let me have a swallow of that red stuff there, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. And therefore you know that he is the father of the Edomites. And Jacob later, because was in the covenant of promise, covenant of faith, coming out of Isaac, who himself had come out of Abraham, you know, is the father of the Israelites. Israel came out of Jacob. You can see the 12 tribes came out of there. Now, how dare you tell me that when a child is in the womb, they are not a child, they are mere fetus. Friend, they need to be a repentance across the globe. And we need to go down probably in prayer and fasting and cry out before the Lord for the innocent blood that has been spilled before us. What does Jeremiah 1.4 say? You know, when the Lord is speaking to Jeremiah, he says, I knew you long before you were what? Thank you very much, conceived in your mother's womb. You see that? In Psalm 139, the Lord says that um, he knew us long before we are conceived in our mother's wombs, before we are in the sacred um, places of our mothers. You know that? And he says he wrote the days that we are going to spend down here on earth. Friends, if you're listening to me and you've committed abortion at some point, this is something that God hates and he hates it with a passion. The Lord hates it. Now, I want you to look at the reason that the Lord is judging these people in Amos. Look at the reason. The Lord judges them. Why? Because of their selfish intention of going ahead to kill pregnant women and uh, their children in Gilead. Why? Because they simply wanted to expand their territories. Look at verse 14. Verse 13. He says, I will revoke its punishment. I mean, Amos chapter 1, verse 13. Because they ripped open the pregnant women of Gilead in order to enlarge their borders. What? You simply are killing people such that you can enlarge your borders. So they speak of you as a great man, as a great leader, and that kind of thing for such selfish reasons. Look at what Isaiah says in Isaiah 5, 8. Woe to those who add house to house and join field to field until there is no more room so that you have to live alone in the midst of the land. What? <laughs> you hear that? God hates this kind of thing. You've committed abortion because you were in school. You're in school and you wanted to continue with your school. That is a very selfish reason. Doctors that are committing abortion just because you want to get money. The judgment of the Lord is upon your head except when you repent. You see, people that are committing abortion because you just didn't want that child, but you're able to have sex. 
You see, you don't want that child in that marriage. You don't want that child because you had sex out of wedlock. Friends, God judges these kind of things. I just heard someone here in the spirit say, Beloved, you're judging me, and I'm tired of this. I didn't want to do it. Friend, I have a message for you. Don't worry. I'm going to speak about that for people that have already gotten out of it or those that want to get out of it. God has a message for you as well. I want to tell you this, that for whatever reason you could have done that, the Lord Jesus can be able to forgive you. He can forgive you as long as you want to repent. I will wind up with that very soon. But you can also see that they were very violent. God hates violence. There are people that are propagating violence and sponsoring it. Why? Because they want to keep themselves in power. Because they want to enlarge themselves. Because they want to take land here and there. And they kill people. And they break down houses and they are falling upon people. God hates violence in that direction because you want that car, because you want that position. You're bewitching someone and killing them in cold, violent blood. You see that? This is what is happening. You see? And God hates it because you want that position at work and you sponsor people to go and shoot someone whose credentials you can't match on open ground, on, on a flat ground, on level ground. You see, God hates that. But finally, we see that God is going to judge. Uh, he says, I'm going to judge Amon. And he actually did it. And uh, Amon is going to get away, but Israel is going to take their land. They, they, they will surpass them. Let me show you what the Lord says in uh, um, Jeremiah chapter 49. He says in verse 1 and 2, he says, concerning the sons of Amon, that says the Lord, does Israel have no sons? Or has he no heirs? Why then has Malcolm taken possession of God and his people settled in his cities? In verse 2 he says, Therefore behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, that I will cause a trumpet blast of war to be heard against Rabbah, that was one of the major cities of Ammon, of the sons of Ammon, and it will become a desolate heap, and that towns will be set on fire. Then Israel will take possession of his possessors, says the Lord and so on and so forth. You see that you can read the rest of that prophecy up to around verse 6. Friends, I want to tell you, God has violence. God has divorce. This is the reason you find people getting what we call abortion syndrome. God hates abortion, sorry, not divorce. There are people that have committed abortion at some point, and every time the the month comes or the day comes when they committed that abortion. They get what we call an abortion syndrome. They can't trace. They get hallucinations. You know, they get convulsions. Friends, until you deal with that covenant, it's going to stand in your life because God, because God hates it. He really does. There are people that have committed abortion and they cannot find children right now that they are rightly married. You see, you need to go into repentance and call upon the Lord and tell him, repent and confess before him and then there will be a breakthrough probably if your uh, reason is connected to that kind of thing um finally i want to give you some good news if you're the sort of person that has done that before god is able to forgive you in hebrews chapter um 8 and verse um 12 he says in those days i'll forgive their sinfulness and i'll remember it no more and all their evil you see he forgives and he doesn't remember it. It doesn't even matter how often or how many times you committed that abortion. 
as long as you want to break down and come to the Lord and tell him, you know what, daddy, I'm sorry and ashamed of my sin. He can give you the righteousness of Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, he says that he became sin that we may become the righteousness of God. He can forgive you if you've been violent and killed people for land, for positions. If you want to renounce that kind of life and come to him, he will forgive you. He surely does. Father, I declare forgiveness and healing upon the lives of people that have renounced in their past life and actions of that nature, upon people that have committed abortion, upon people that have been violent, upon men that have beaten their wives and battered them all the time in violence and have murdered them in cold blood upon leaders and politicians that have murdered others in cold blood. Today we repent on their behalf and as they pick this audio, I pray that they will find it in their hearts to repent about this kind of thing so you can heal them. We repent on behalf of Uganda for these kind of things that have happened and Lord, we repent on behalf of the entire world where abortion has happened and where killings of people for political and other reasons have happened that you will heal our land come down and heal our land and be our god once again in jesus mighty name i prayed and believed amen amen god bless you god bless you